When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I really appreciate it. Take the time out of your day. No talk about dogs. My favorite subject. Absolutely. <laughs> Mine too. All right. Now I don't know a lot about Boston Bulldogs. Um, you know, it's it, you know I discovered them a couple years ago when I really started doing research, and and so I'm really glad to to have uh, somebody like you uh, on board here. Um, so I guess we'll just get started. Tell me. Um, who you are and how you uh, got started in this uh, dog life journey and what dog you uh, breed and handle and all that. I'm Nathaniel Rutan. Um, <laughs> I've uh, been breeding old Boston Bulldogs for many, many years. Um, I remember when I was about seven years old, my dad was starting to, um, well, he had decided to have a bulldog that was, that you could carry under your arm that was tough. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that at this point we've succeeded in that. And uh, could you explain where the, the uh, old Boston Bulldog originated and. Um... Well, that, that's a big discussion of argument to mm -hmm. some extent. Um, in all reality, my dad created the breed. There was no old Boston Bulldog before my dad started breeding old Boston Bulldogs. Okay. Um, from my perspective, uh, if it's just a big Boston Terrier, it's still a Boston Terrier. Okay. And they consider maybe like the old bloodlines of, of the original Boston Terrier? Is that what... It was a recreation of what the Boston Terrier would have been originally. Okay. Where they still had the ability to do work, um, as in catch dogs, uh, what needs you, guard protection work. And I know there are Boston Terriers out there. Don't get me wrong. I know there are Boston Terriers out there that are fairly impressive. And I, I'm friends with a guy on Facebook who has a male Boston Terrier. I can't remember his name. Um, that is just crazy. Uh -huh. uh, but the ones that I'm producing are, are big. I say big. I'm, we're talking 25 to 45 pounds is uh -huh. what my dad wrote as the standard. Mm -hmm. um, 25 to 45 pounds and should be able to accomplish any task put before them. Mm -hmm. So genetically, wh what is their makeup? Yeah, I don't go into that. 
Okay. Uh, I, it, one of the things that's like, uh, like I've said it to a couple other people, it's like a secret recipe. If you okay. give it to everybody, is it a secret anymore? Right, right. Um, so there must be a lot of guessing on what it is and people trying to recreate it yeah. themselves? or There are people out there that are trying to do their own thing. I've talked to a few, and really what people are trying to do is create something that is really a big Boston Terrier. They want them to get along with everything and be um, pets. And don't get me wrong, my dogs make great pets, but my mm -hmm. dogs, first and foremost, are a functional dog. Mm -hmm. And, and you, I breed for function above all else. Mm -hmm. And do you, you obviously probably test your dogs and, and go hunting with them and all that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Every dog that's on my yard um, has either worked on coons, groundhogs. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've had hogs here that we've had to catch with the dogs. Um, my dogs, like I said, first and foremost are functionable working bulldogs. Mm -hmm. And how would you compare it to say like, um, uh, an American Pitbull Terrier, like the original Colby style? Um, I would say that nothing in the world is in the realm of a pit bull terrier. Okay. I mean, I'm honest about it. I'm not the guy who's going to say my dogs are are what a pit bull is. Pit bulls were created for a purpose, and I'm not talking the blue ones. I'm not talking the mm. dogs that people are breeding today. I'm talking the original style of pit bull is one and only for function. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's say I've hog hunted. I have uh, done some catch work with the dogs here yeah. on the farm. Sorry. Um, I, I do have the opportunity to go hog hunting. Uh, just has not happened yet. It mm -hmm. will happen. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I've got a friend that is going to allow me to bring the dogs down, and uh, he's got a hog pen. We're going to work some bulldogs in mm -hmm. and uh super excited about that obviously yeah no definitely i like just i mean uh my dad my, my dad wrote a story uh i say story true story mm -hmm. um it's been he's been gone since 96 and while i was in the military he uh got some half wild hogs and uh had a female named uh shoot been too many years ago i want to say speculation but that's mm -hmm. not right and uh he, he one of the hogs got loose and the dog got loose and uh they uh literally killed each other um so i mean when i say my dogs work they are a working breed for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. and me and a cousin of mine killed a oh 50 or 60 coons out of a barn one year out in a rural area of uh, Ohio. And I mean, no guns. It's, it's, uh, I see these people using guns and, and hunting and stuff. And don't get me wrong, gun hunting is fine, but when you're doing barn work, uh, let the dogs work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That, it's amazing to see dogs do that. Um, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Do you, do you ever have any video of that or? No, I don't do any videos of that just cause it's uh, too controversial. Yeah, controversial. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, need no, don't need to bring any heat down on that. Yeah. The more and more that I'm getting into this, I re I'm realizing I'm coming from a naive background here. I, uh, I've started to realize that I've, try to talk to some Patterdale people and they're very, very, very cautious about 
what uh, what they you know they don't really want to come on because they don't really want to talk about you know what they use the dogs for because they get so much heat in places like the United Kingdom. And so that's interesting, and, and it's too bad. You know, I'm an animal lover. I believe in animal rights, but I think, like you, I believe you know dogs serve a purpose, not just pet wise. Uh, you know, heck, we use them for police work. We use them for search and rescue. Uh, what's the difference? You know, you know, I got a farm. I got a farm. I, I want the vermin off off my farm. I've got these functional dogs. I'm going to use them. Absolutely, and every dog at some point served a purpose. Yeah. And the ones that are leaving the purpose that they served are the ones that people are having issues with. Mm -hmm. So every dog had a purpose and mm -hmm. once their purpose is gone, how does that dog continue to, to function as a, I mean, they, they function as pets. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. some dogs are not meant to be solely pets. Mm -hmm. how, many, how many dogs do you have on your yard right now? I have about 10 breeding dogs. Wow. And do you get a lot of? It seems like probably a lot of word of mouth and and uh, yeah, just, a lot of just, lot of word of mouth. Um, and people, I mean, and I'm honest with everybody. People that like me like me. People that don't like me don't like me. Uh, mm -hmm. They either they either want a working dog or they don't. Mm -hmm. Do you but, have? Time? I mean, I also guarantee every puppy I sell for life against any genetic problem with a replacement puppy. Okay. I don't have genetic issues in my dogs. So your your dad established the breed in in what year? Back in the early eighties. In the early eighties. Wow. Yeah, he started registering them. I think around eighty, eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty nine. I mean, he had paper, handwritten stuff, but I mean, started actual started the National Dog Registry for rare breeds and working dogs. Okay. And uh. And uh, I think it was late 80s, maybe mm -hmm. early 90s. I, I can't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was easier to keep track of what you were breeding and line up the pedigrees and, and go for things that you wanted to go. Go for traits you wanted versus traits that you might want to eliminate. Mm -hmm. And what are the standards that you like to live by with your dogs as far as like the weight, the um, height and all that? I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm a, I'm the guy, I don't care what the height is. I don't care how tall a dog is. I try to stick to the 25 to 45 pound range. I've had a couple dogs go under 25 pounds. You don't dispose of that dog. I mean, if that dog's a working dog, you breed it to a larger dog. I like the 45 pound top out. I've, I've got a male here now that weighs about 55 pounds. You breed him to smaller females. You produce, because he, he you don't want to eliminate something that you really like because mm -hmm. of weight. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously you try to stick to a standard. Um, I personally don't like tricolor dogs. Uh, okay. I get tricolor dogs every once in a while. Uh, one of the best females I ever had was a dog named Trinity. Um, she was tricolor. Uh, I just, uh, everybody's like loving on the tries. I'm not a try guy. I don't mm -hmm. like tricolor. First thing my wife said when I brought her home was, when, why'd you go get a beagle? <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I mean, and she knew how I felt about tricolor dogs, but this specific dog was crazy drive, ability, personality. She had the whole enchilada. Mm -hmm. I, I look at what I like in a dog and I use that, that specific trait and go to another dog that might have mm -hmm. that same trait if it, and I, most of the time I'm right on what I want mm -hmm. um, the uh, the I've been wrong a few times mm -hmm. it, it just happens uh, I do go for I want, one of my main things is drive I want the I want the ability to be there mm -hmm. uh, I had a female that really she she wanted to do it, but she just didn't have the ability. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't able to 
com complete the task. But if I took her to a male that had the ability, it produced dogs that had the ability that were really phenomenal dogs. Mm -hmm. Is there any, uh, any other people that are, that you're partnered with in the country or out, you know, outside of the United States that, there, there are a few. There are a few. Uh, there's a guy named Mike McDaniel out in Washington State. He's yeah. every dog he's got came from me. He's a really good guy. Um, uh, I'm working on some others. Uh, there's a kid named Paris. Uh, I've known him since he was 16. I call him a kid. He's no longer a kid. He's in his 30s now. Right. He's been he's bought purchased multiple dogs off me over the years. Uh, he actually has a son to Trinity now, um, uh, but he's not breeding right now. I mean, he's just a dog lover, mm -hmm. and uh, I uh, I really would like to have a few more partners. It always makes life easier on me, mm -hmm. right? Because then I can go out to other people and, and bring dogs back that I know where they come from. I know what the genet genetics behind them are. And it's it's tough if you don't have partners. Yeah, the gene pool kind of gets a little small. Is that absolutely? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is that that I am a firm believer in is uh, if you see something you don't like, don't do that breeding again. Okay. I don't care if it's the best looking dogs in the world. If they come out produce, if they produce out phenomenal looks. Mm -hmm and they don't have the ability to do the task at hand, you're defeating the purpose. Mm -hmm. You might as well be breeding Boston Terriers. Or, okay. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I, you should be, you know what I mean. You should be yeah. breeding something that, that's not for ability, it's for looks. Right. Right. And, you know, to me, honestly, uh, I, I've always been a guy that uh, is gone for looks. But, like I said, the more and more that I'm, I'm studying this and this is, you know, really kind of become a passion of mine. I've, I really come to respect people like you in the dog world that are, uh, kind of true working dog, um, breeders and, and dog men. So I kind of, you know, this is a whole new world for me and, and, uh, I'm enjoying learning. So, um, yeah, that's amazing to hear that you, you know, that, uh, and I, I will say this also, I uh, also believe with all my heart that if you are breeding for function, the looks will come. You okay. will get the look that you want. Yeah, You're not going to have a yard full of dogs that don't look like what you want. Right. I mean, there was a guy in Virginia named Jim Thorpe. He's passed away a few years ago now uh -huh. that all his dogs came from me. Okay. But if you went from my yard to his yard, the look was completely different. Okay. Because he bred for what he wanted and I bred for what I wanted. So you're, you're, and, and that's the great thing in my opinion with the breed is uh -huh. you can have a look that you prefer and you can get that look just by breeding what you like. Mm-hmm. They don't have to look exactly like the dogs on my yard. Okay. As long as the function's there. Okay. To me, personal, I mean, right. obviously, to some people, function means nothing. To me, function means everything. Right. Right. Uh, me not being a big hunter, I would want um, a dog that was going to... Um, do a little hunting because I'd, well, I'd want to test it, but I I also want it to be kind of the protector. Do you think that they can do that kind of work as well? Absolutely. Um, yeah. The uh, house dogs that I've had over the years, obviously, mm -hmm. um, they normally latch onto the family more so. Like my working dogs, my outside hunting dogs, I do not want them to be at all man aggressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just not a, not a trait I look for. Mm -hmm. uh, the house dogs, though, once they've moved into your house and they become your house dog, they 
naturally become protective of the house and of the people mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. It's just a normal function. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a, a plus. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've been around some Boston Terriers. And, you know, yeah, they're very much a pet dog and they're very friendly and they're, you know, they're, but I, I, I did see them interact with other dogs and it, you could definitely tell the terrier in them. You know what I mean? They're very, Oh, absolutely. you could see them, they're aggressive and they're tough and they don't give up. And absolutely. So whatever your concoction is, I believe it, you know, uh, so what do you see the kind of the, the future for your breed? What, what are you hoping for? I hope that, and I, and I honestly, I had this conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday. Mm-hmm. I hope that as time goes on, the world we live in today goes back to a working dog world mm-hmm. instead of leaning toward the, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this and be, I'm not a very politically correct guy, I'm going to tell you. Um, a, a way, I would much rather see the world lean away from these um, uh, pet-only dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would much rather see them go back to a working ability dog mm-hmm. because – I mean, I talk to people all the time who have dogs that are popping up with cancer. Not that cancer can't happen in any dog. Mm-hmm. They're popping up with cancer at three years old. They're right. they're uh, it got hip dysplasia at ten months old. They got whatever. I mean, essentially, you're looking at dogs that are are being bred for nothing but looks. You're you're looking at health defects popping up because. They're not breeding for the health of the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of the questions I get when I get calls, because I do, I, I tell everybody, I got working dogs. A lot mm-hmm. of the questions I get are, do they make good house dogs? And the answer to that is absolutely. They make great house dogs. They just need a little more exercise than the normal run-of-the-mill bulldog. They, mm-hmm. they got to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I always tell people is if you get a male, if you have a male bulldog already or male anything, get a female. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in that situation. Uh, a lot of people don't listen, but that's that's on them at that point. Mm-hmm. But I tell everybody, don't have two males in your house. Don't have two females in your house. You're setting yourself up for a situation. Mm-hmm. The on, and And on that... I mean, I, I don't live in a mansion. I got a 1,500-square-foot house. Mm-hmm. Um, in all reality, I mean, I got a fenced-in front yard. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, my dogs really get enough exercise right here in my house. I mean, if they get antsy, you know, they tuck their butts and they take off running and run around the house and right. come back and lay down for 20 minutes or whatever. But these dogs make great family pets uh-huh i just say the people who are breeding them need to breed for the ability right if you're not breeding them they're a great family pet doesn't uh-huh. matter they got the ability to do what they need to. Mm-hmm. but we also have the opportunity to push forward and have a true continue to have a true working dog mm-hmm that you're going to walk down the street and everybody's going to go, what is that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, and I don't know how to word this either. Like I said, I'm not a great big politically correct guy, but they're not so huge that they're going to drag you down the road. Mm -hmm. And they're not so little that you're going to be embarrassed to walk that dog. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people and I always tell them, just enjoy your dog. Enjoy mm-hmm. your bulldog. I also tell people, do not take them to dog parks. I don't care what kind of dog you have. In my opinion, taking any dog, any bulldog to a dog park mm-hmm. is setting that dog up for failure. Okay. Okay. 
because you're going to have that lab. You're going to have that whatever that thinks it's boss of the dog park. It's going to come running over because your bulldog's 45 pounds. He's 100 pounds or whatever he is. Right. And he's going to say, I'm telling your bulldog what to do. And your bulldog's going to go, you're joking, right? (laughs) Right. I don't care what you weigh. You ain't telling me what to do. Right. And then you have an issue. Right. How would you personally um, uh, socialize them then? What would be a good way to do that? I am big on socialization. Huge. I just got a dog back from a house that he had never had a leash on. He had lived there with the same four dogs, same family members mm-hmm. his whole life. Um, and no socialization. Mm-hmm. He's really good with dogs, but he is very standoffish of people because he had no socialization. Um, I tell everybody, uh, as soon as you get them, start socializing. Mm-hmm. Get them used to people. Get them to know their boundaries. Anything mm-hmm. they do, this is another thing I tell people, anything they do that's cute at four months old or three months old that ain't going to be cute when they weigh 45 pounds, don't let them do. Right. Because it turns into an issue. Mm-hmm. You're allowing them to do It's just like a child. Anything you let your child do when they're a kid, they're going to do the same thing when they become an adult because it wasn't bad when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. You let a bulldog get away with something as a, a baby, he's going to think it's okay as an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just, I mean, it, you can only tell people so much. Mm-hmm. And they're either going to listen or they're not. Yeah. Are are a lot of people surprised of, at how um, driven these dogs are for their size when they get them? Do, do some people feel like, oh, my God, I didn't know what I was getting into? I, I'm i a pretty bold guy. Yeah. Um, but I do get the people that say this was not what I anticipated. Um. It's, it's just one of them things where until you've had one, it's really hard to explain to you mm-hmm. what they, the ability they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, these dogs are endless ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a guy send me a video of his dog climbing a tree after a squirrel. And, uh, I mean, people call me and my dog just ran down rabbits. I mean, crazy stuff that you don't anticipate that happens. Mm -hmm. And, but nobody's mad about it. They're just like, my gosh, I had no idea this dog could do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really a phenomenal, some of the stories I get are, I mean, they're even new to me. I mean, things I haven't seen happen. And I'm like, my gosh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, like last year, last year, the year before, um, there's a male. He was on a working hog farm. And uh, 17 years old, and they had to have him put to sleep. On a working hog farm. This dog worked his whole entire life. Well, I say whole entire life. Probably from about a year old on. Mm-hmm. If a hog got loose, he caught the hog, kept rodents down, kept coons out, the whole nine yards for 17 years. Wow. I ain't wow. saying that at the end. He, I ain't saying at the end he did the same thing, but, you know, that's yeah. pretty dang good. It is. It is. And, what, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. What is a, an average life expectancy for I always say the the harder they work, the less the life expectancy. But that one there stayed 17 years uh, on a working hog yeah. farm. I mean, uh, I I'm seeing anything from 12 to 17 years on average. Uh, I don't see a whole lot less than that. That's good. Yeah. I did a little bit of weight pull 
Okay. Um, I was just going to, yeah. New year. It's been, I say a few years ago. It's probably been 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I had a little, she was 10 or 11 months old, so it didn't count. Uh, she was about 28 pounds and she pulled over 700 pounds first time in wow. a harness. Um, I mean, really, and, and there's another girl, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head, so I, I do apologize, but she, uh, she does fly ball with her. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think, there, there are a couple different people that do different things. Uh, I can't keep up with everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do, I do enjoy watching the stuff. It's just one of them things where, uh, to do that kind of thing, you got to keep that dog focused. Mm -hmm. And, but for the most part, um, I mean, like I said, males don't get along with males. Females don't get along with females mm -hmm. for the most part. I've seen it work, but your best, the thing I tell people is your best bet is to, if you have a pet at home, get a different opposite sex. Mm-hmm. How would you stack up a, an old Boston Bulldog with like a Patterdale as far as their hunting abilities are? I'm just trying to get I would say Patterdale's got more nose and they obviously can go to ground. I mean, I've, I've had quite a few Patterdales over the years. Um, I normally keep some ground dogs here. Uh, but, I mean, they don't, the old Bostons don't get tore up near as bad as a Patterdale, but they're three times the size. I mean, it eliminates some of your downtime mm -hmm. on hunting. I mean, because you get mm -hmm. a dog gets all tore up, you got downtime. You got a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. Are there uh, any breeds that, that you've, are, uh, kind of interest you besides the old Boston's that, that you're kind of impressed with lately that maybe not as popular? Or... Well, I mean, I, I have a, my ground dog that I have right now is a Jag Terrier and okay. uh, I like okay. him quite a, quite a bit. Uh, he's, he's pretty good dog. They got a really good nose on them. They're smart dog. Um, it's really, really smart dog. Um, I just, uh, I'm a bulldog guy. I mean, that's yeah. what it boils down to. I get my ground dogs to for ground work, mm -hmm. and uh, really they work out really well. Jags especially. They're mine are the one I got. He's very non-dog aggressive, so he works out really, really well. Unless mm -hmm. you've got a really bushy male bulldog, and mm -hmm. then you just know you can't work them together. Right. Right. Is there any other registries that are uh, that you're trying to get them in, or that you've been able to register them in? No, I my, my mom runs the National Dog Registry for okay. Reveries and Working Dogs. Okay. Uh, the IOEBA registers, but I won't register with the IOEBA. Okay. And I'll leave that at that. Yeah, no, we don't need to get into dog politics which man oh man i'll tell you what that's been a absolutely surprise. buddy there's politics everywhere surprised <laughs> surprised to me how deep it gets but oh well um is there anybody that you uh that, that uh you kind of respect what they're doing that maybe uh out there besides uh yourself that you don't you don't really have a connection with there's a whole lot of people out there i respect um, I mean, I completely 100% respect Velma Moore and what she's doing. We're not, we're, we're not going the same direction, but I do respect what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm bad with names. Um, yeah. I'm just not the best guy with names. Uh, and I'm trying, I could see the girl's face. I can't think of her name. It's a girl mm -hmm. in Indiana. She, I respect what she's doing. Mike McDaniel, I mean, he's going the same direction I am. I, I respect what he's doing. Um, uh, I just, honestly, I mean, I wish we could all come together mm -hmm. and uh, work for a common goal. Uh, but I'm not going to, I mean, 
it's like the leopard can't change his spots. I'm redneck, buddy. I can't change the way I'm going to be. And I am 100% firm in raising and working my bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And so there's other people that are kind of moving away from that. Is that kind of what you're alluding well, to? Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're moving away from it. I'm just saying that there are people out there who uh, have Boston Bulldogs, but they're not necessarily working dogs. Okay. And I say Boston Bulldogs. It's it's different. It's not the same. They're not, we're not breeding the same thing. Right. Right. Came, originated the old Boston Bulldog because he wanted a Bulldog that wasn't going to bring the bad publicity that was coming down on the pit bull. Makes total sense. Because I'm, I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy what I do. I like what I have. And mm-hmm. I, and there ain't nobody in the world ever going to tell anybody that I ever lied to them because if you ask me a question, I give you an answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't want to answer it, then I tell you no. And, but I didn't lie to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what my thing is, is, I mean, even with, even with everything that goes on, I, I like the people that I talk to. I like the people that are breeding the dogs. We just don't have the same vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of, uh, just to get a picture in, 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 you know, my ignorant mind here as far as the, what are some of the things that you wouldn't do that you see people are doing? What are the traits that, that you may respect their their program, but it's not something that you would do yourself. What are what are those differences? Is it just purely all on you the words and lines? Look, oh yeah, all you got to do is look at the dogs. They're they're different dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to go into that. I mean that's just yeah. uh, that's digging too deep and okay. I'm not going to do that. I hear you. It, it it points fingers at people. That's just not me. Okay, I hear you. And that's not what I, what I want to do either. I just okay. Try, I'm just trying to get an idea of like, you know, picture wise in my own head, what your vision is compared to somebody else's. And but I get well, what you're saying. My, my my vision, wholeheartedly, is to have working dogs, mm-hmm. ability over everything else. All right. And that's what that's what the old Boston Bulldog was created for was the ability over all else. And I mean, and with that ability, with that function, because you get, you get the form, you get the, uh, the family pet, you get everything Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about all the health issues that go along with breeding to us, a set standard. And I mean, obviously, there's a standard, but not a a rigid standard, I should say. Right. No, I my layman mind here kind of kind of understands what you're saying, just through talking to people that uh, you do end up getting a lot of issues if you're if you just got you're going by some registry standards and you're and it's strictly a show dog you're kind of gonna you're gonna breed some some issues that and you're gonna lose functionality so i get i get what you're saying even though i have and that kind of goes it kind of goes you said you have an english bulldog he's healthy or you know what i mean he's healthy yeah but if you look at an english bulldog back i want to say even 40 years ago. The English Bulldog 40 years ago, uh, some of them, I'm not going to say all, but some of them could still free wealth. Some of them could free breed. Don't get me wrong, there's one in a million now that can still free wealth. There's one in a million now that can free breed. But if you continue to breed for that tight, tight look, in 40 years from now, what will you have? You're going to have zero free breeding, zero free whelping, 
And that's my thing. If you take the old Boston Bulldog as it is today and start breeding to a rigid standard, you're going to decline the health. You're going you're gonna to forfeit health for looks. Mm -hmm. And if you forfeit health for looks in 80 years, I mean, I'm just throwing out a number, in 80 years, we have Boston Terriers again. Mm -hmm. They might have a little bit of size on them. I've seen Boston. I've seen a Boston Terrier. I won't say a. I've seen a Boston Terrier in my life, AKC registered, that weighed 50 pounds. Wow. He was the greatest looking Boston Terrier I've ever seen. There's another one on a board that was on there, I think, yesterday or today. Weighs 40 pounds. He's a great looking Boston Terrier. Mm-hmm. But if you take him back to a, a another Boston Terrier that looks just like him, but they both come off a of standard Boston Terriers, the pups that come off those two have got to go back to looking like standard Boston Terriers mm -hmm. because that's what the genes predict. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's also looking at dogs that produce those dogs. Right. And that's like, I mean... I can sit back and look at dogs that produce dogs that produce dogs that produce dogs and say, man, that should line up really well. Mm -hmm. And should produce exactly what I want. And that's how he's coming up with his. Right. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So the, do health testing at all for hip dysplasia and all that? Or do you even have to do that? I don't. I, I don't. Um, haven't had any issues with it. Uh, I would say that it's at this point has not been a necessity. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I said, I mean, if it did become a necessity, at that point I'm replacing a puppy anyway, so the mom and dad are probably coming out of the breeding program anyhow. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I'm not... I, I'm very upfront about that. I, if it if there's a genetic issue, ever, something's coming out of the breeding program. Right. For I bred old English bulldogs for a couple years, and I got some cleft palates, mm -hmm. and uh, eliminated uh, the one dog from the breeding program. Never got another cleft palate. Wow. You got if you do the right thing, you're going to produce healthy dogs mm -hmm. but you got to do the right thing and breed healthy dog to healthy dog you can't slip up and say well this dog here looks really good even though he's got this going on and this going on i'm still going to use him mm -hmm. if he's got those things going on he obviously there's an issue somewhere genetically and so you kind of alluded they're pretty easy to breed and they're pretty easy to whelp and all oh, that yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had, uh, I think I had a C-section. I'm trying to think. It's been five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And what that was, was a uh, female had nine puppies in her. One of them got turned sideways. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked the vet, I said, should I take her out of the breeding program? The vet said she had nine puppies. She's 28 pounds and nine puppies. She said, I wouldn't take her out of the breeding program yet. Um, try her one more time. I did breed her again, and I, I mean, 28 pound dog bred her to one of my larger males because I didn't want to bring my size down. She free whelp pups, so she just had too many puppies in her. Okay. Um, now, if she'd had to have C section again, uh, she would have been removed from the breeding program. Mm -hmm. How many litters a year do you do you normally produce? Uh, two to three two to is three. normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right on. And you live in, um, and, oh, go ahead. Go for I was going to say, and I haven't had any females for a few years, few female puppies. So, oh, oh wow. Been a, been, a pretty good, been a pretty good waiting list on females. <laughs> okay. Okay. Huh. So you live in Ohio, so it probably gets pretty cold. Yes, sir. Yeah. How do they, I ask this of everybody just because, you know, I have a bulldog and weather is, is something that I have to be cognizant of. 
when he goes outside, whether it's cold or hot. Do they withstand the cold pretty well? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you bed them down good with straw. You mm -hmm. uh, feed a little more in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. They do well. They mm -hmm. do well. No no temperature issues. And, I mean, I, if you get one that's a little older, I mean, you got to take a little better care of them. you got to make sure they're, they're staying warmer. And same same goes with the humid air there in Ohio, too? Oh, yeah. Summer, yeah. I, they, I have no trouble in the summer times at all. I mean, they're – they're out there running and chasing and doing mm -hmm. bulldog things. Awesome. As... So we we kind of talked about where, where you want to see the future. Is there anything else that you'd like to convey? And Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking, but I mean, I can't think of anything else right off the top of my head. I just, I just, thoroughly think that everybody needs to enjoy their dogs, work their dogs, some some sort of work with the dog, mm -hmm. spend time with the dog. Sitting on the couch is great, but the dog enjoys getting out and having some fun. Mm -hmm. And whether that fun be chasing a rope or whatever it is, um, you know, keep them busy. A busy dog, and that's uh, I guess that will be something else I, I would like to say. I see all these people posting up about uh, dogs being skinny and dogs being overweight, fat, fat, fat. And I, I agree. Fat dog, and I hope everybody does, an obese dog is not as healthy as a lean dog. And I'm not talking skinny. I'm talking lean. I'm talking healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I, I hear from a friend of mine in Maryland how if if he's got the back two ribs of a dog showing, they they're talking about the dog's emaciated or whatever. That's not an emaciated dog. That's a dog that's actually in shape. A dog that can actually go out and function. So talk about a healthy weight. What uh, I have another quote question uh like diet what what do you suggest for a diet for like an old boston what what do you do i like a high protein low or high fat content dog food in the winter time i mean i, I where i live obviously determines what i feed mm -hmm. um with the cold weather up here you got to keep dogs with weight i mean you can't they can't lose weight they lose weight they shiver it off they whatever you can't have that so i mean i'm feeding uh a retriever i think it's 27 15 i can't remember right offhand but it's 27 15 i believe and uh but you got to keep dogs with weight on them in the winter time mm -hmm. to make i mean well all year long but you don't have to focus on it as much in the summertime because in the summertime they're not going to get too cold uh but i am a firm believer in you adjust your food to your dog Okay. And people, if a dog gets lean, add a little food. If a dog gets fat, cut back on a little food. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think happy, fat dog, happy dog. And that's not mm -hmm. a true, that's not true. That's like me. I'm 260 pounds. I'm not healthy. I mean, mm -hmm. I am, but I'm not. I have issues because of my weight. Yeah, I started dropping weight. My blood pressure went down. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, my sugar is going down. Hopefully, yeah. everything's going down. But yeah. I weighed 160 pounds when I went in the military. I was right. healthy. Right. So a dog that should weigh 45 pounds, weighing 65 pounds, mm -hmm. is not a healthy dog. Yeah. And I try to explain that to people all the time. I mean, I get calls from people, and uh, some of them might even be watching this. I don't know, but mm -hmm. if you got a normally, if you got a fifty-five pound old Boston Bulldog, he can shave some pounds. Mm -hmm. He could lose roughly ten pounds. <laughs> mm -hmm. And 
And I also tell people now, it used to be I didn't have to say this, but now I tell people, if you let that dog lay on the couch all day long and it comes from me, it's going to be a 60-pound dog. If that dog's out doing something, he ain't going to weigh 60 pounds. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I got a one here that's 55 pounds. And when I say 55 pounds, I mean he's 55 pounds lean. Yeah. And I mean, that's in shape dog at 55 pounds. If he was at somebody else's house, I mean, crap, what would he weigh? 70 pounds? 70, right. right. I mean, but he wouldn't be a healthy weight. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are people aren't understanding is they're they're putting all these dogs out there at fat weights. And that's not healthy for your dog. And I know I'm not just talking about old Boston Bulldogs. I'm talking in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it kills me to see these people posting this stuff up about if your dog looks like this, he's he's underfed or undernourished or he's emaciated most of the time the dog don't look bad the dog looks healthy the dog looks mm. happy the dog looks like he's in shape mm-hmm. what's is it what do you think about this raw food diet uh trend is that something that you i actually did that for a while okay. um and the dogs looked phenomenal but my females quit coming in heat okay. i had no puppies for two years wow so, and I don't know if I did it wrong. Dogs look good, but I don't know if I did it wrong or what I was doing. And I'll be honest, I went back to the kibble. Uh, and almost immediately, every female came in heat. and I, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people. It did not work for me. Hold on. It was for me anyway. It was way cheaper. Was it cheaper? Okay. Oh, it was dirt cheap. I was paying 44 cents a pound. And, uh, well, no, hold on. That's not right. 44 cents a pound is about what I'm paying now. Anyway, it was way cheaper. And, and I mean, a big dog would eat about the size of my fist a day. Okay. And that's it. I mean, and they literally were hog fat. So I was trying to always trying to cut them back. Because they were just, they were packing it on. They weren't, they couldn't eat. I, and I, I, they were a little, he- they were heavier and I liked to see them, especially mm-hmm. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, but it, it was way cheaper, I will tell you. I mean, it, okay. like, I'm thinking it was half the price or more. Wow. See, that's not something but, I thought about. Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was a substantial amount cheaper and don't get me wrong. Like right now, I mean, I got buddies that bring me over carcasses after they've cleaned a deer or whatever. Right. I feed that to my dogs, but it's six of one half dozen the other. I mean, I I think that you can go either way. Uh, For me at this point, after doing it for a year, I prefer kibble. Mm-hmm. over raw um if you ever want to put it put a lot of weight on a dog fast you get some of that raw and it'll put the weight on them substantially in a very quick time frame and i heard one of the the upsides to it as well is the the cleaning factor was a lot easier absolutely there's way less weight yeah yep yeah. way less weight and even if even the waste they had, it, it came out almost like powder. Wow. So, I mean, it was tremendous amount less waste. And so, I mean, there were good parts to it. But it just, for me, it didn't work. My routine normally starts out getting up, checking everything. And then, uh, I mean, depending on if it's a, a day I'm able to hunt or not, um, getting the dogs that I want to take hunting and getting them ready to go. Uh, I do not feed in the morning. I always feed okay. in the evening. Okay. So, once, I mean, if it's a hunt day, we go out and go hunting or run dogs in the yard, whatever it may be. And then uh, I go, uh, once I get back, um, we feed about 4.30 in the, after- yeah, in the afternoon. Once we've fed for the day, 
and make sure everybody's got bed and everybody's got water. Uh, that water also in the wintertime, obviously, is checked every morning. I mean, mm-hmm. to make sure it's not ice and they can get to the water. Mm-hmm. In the summertime, it's obviously make sure they got water. Everything Water, to me, is a, the, a, a bigger factor than, uh, than the food. Okay. I mean, dog without water goes down fast. So water is definite every day, all the time. And then uh, at night, I mean, we make sure that in the wintertime, make sure them things got bedding. I mean, up here, in, it gets mm-hmm. cold. They got to have that bedding. Mm-hmm. Keep them bedded down good, and they never lose any weight. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of dogs shiver off a lot of weight every night. And the reason they shiver that weight off is because they don't have that bedding. Right. And, uh, and when I say bedding, I'm not talking towels or blankets or any of that nice stuff. I'm talking straw. you got to right. get straw. And cedar chips don't do the same thing. Hay doesn't do the same thing. Straw is hollow. It's an insulator. You put it in with them dogs, the body heat gets into that straw. That straw warms up, and they keep that heat. Mm-hmm. My yeah. thing is with the cedar chips is okay. They're great for the summertime, but they ain't holding no heat in in the wintertime. Right, right. I don't think. I mean, I don't think they got. They don't have a thin coat like a Boston Terrier has. Okay. They have a thicker oh. coat than that. They have more of a bulldog coat of hair, not necessarily English bulldog coat. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying. I mean, it's a yeah. Because bulldogs have a English bulldogs have a real thick coat. Yeah. Boston terriers have them. It's like bristly, uh-huh. short hair. The old Boston's. I mean, they don't. They don't have a coat like that. They have a coat more like. A, it's hard for me to explain. It's about halfway in between, I guess. Okay. They have a coat thick enough that they're not getting. They're not as exposed as a Boston terrier would be. Uh, okay. And they're not as frail. I mean, bone-wise and mass yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I keep thinking of things. Uh, I don't want to keep up too much. Hey, of your it's t- all good, man. It's all good. One thing that I did notice uh, is they de- have a healthier nose, the old Bostons, than the 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 AKC-type uh, Boston Terriers. And that absolutely you know, that's the first thing I look for when I look at a Bulldog is like, it's got to have a nose, you know, a little bit of a nose. I still want that bulldog look, but. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you. I've had them that people were like, that doesn't even look like a bulldog. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It come off of two bulldogs and I'm going to breed it to a bulldog. Well, the one that has the longer muzzle, I'm going to take to a shorter nosed male. Mm-hmm. And a longer nosed male, I'm going to take to a shorter nosed female. Mm-hmm. And that got to create that happy medium right but you never want to go i've done it a couple of times but you don't all very rarely will i go short nose to short nose mm-hmm. because i don't want to get that part where the nose gets so short that they have the breathing issues mm-hmm. right. it's a like i said happy you gotta go for that happy medium of uh having some muzzle but not necessarily and i'll be honest one of my favorite dogs ever was that trinity dog i was talking about she had a Mm -hmm. long nose i mean she had a snipey long nose but i'm telling you man that dog was tough she had the bulldog in her though right oh yeah (laughs) absolutely right she was tough and she there wasn't nothing in the world she wouldn't catch buddy wow and she's 100 non-dog aggressive that's the that's and I don't get that very often. I'm gonna be straight with anybody. Mm-hmm. But I, if I can cut one loose and I can work a female with another female, that's a good dog right there, buddy. And uh, it's very rare, but I, I mean, obviously, I'm shooting for that non-dog aggression. If I can get that non-dog aggressive dog, that dog has a lot more potential than a dog that has that dog aggression. Yeah, for and it's know. it's less common to get that non-dog aggression in males just because. The males always think they have something to prove, just like me and you. Yeah. I mean, males always think they got to prove something to somebody. I know. Yeah. 
and uh, that's that's where that's it's just rare in a male dog. I mean, I've got a, I got a couple male dogs uh, that I would say are fairly non-dog aggressive, but I wouldn't want to go so far as saying they are non-dog aggressive. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> you wouldn't want to put them to the test too much, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't want to push them. Right, right. Well, I'm sure there's going to be other questions that I'll come up with, so I'm going to hold you to a second interview probably. <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. All right. And if you, in meantime, uh, if you have anything that you remembered you want to say, please jot it down because then we'll talk about it the second time. And Awesome. All right. Young man, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no, um, it's – I appreciate your time, and I appreciate what uh, the program you have. It's it's really cool. Awesome. Hey, young man, you have a great day, and you I too, really sir. appreciate it again. Thank you. you. Too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.